When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it's me I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to me To go over everything they say I never thought Adele would open up uh, the, the podcast, but I guess it's fitting after our, our hiatus that can you hear me? Hello. Oh yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Dan, how's it going? It's, it's good. So crazy enough, like, so I'm a big Christmas guy, and we all know yep. that. And, and yep. I think Thanksgiving is the food pit stop on the way of excitement oh, to yeah. get you to the Christmas holiday. That's actually off of an Apple playlist titled Thanksgiving Dinner. Interesting. So I did bring a little a little turkey day into the the podcast. Um, so we'll open up and say, you know, Nick, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Everyone else here, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. I hope you all have an amazing holiday and um, lots of good food. Oh yeah, the food's the best part. I mean, Thanksgiving for my money, it's it's my favorite holiday. Um, I just think I love the food. I love football. I love you know just you know coming together with people. I mean, it's not about the gifts that Christmas brings in because otherwise it's like the same thing. So without the gifts, but everything else that's fun. So where, where do you stand on the, the new Friday, Black Friday prime game that we're getting this year? First time we're getting football on a Friday night. I'm excited for it. I mean, I feel like, you know, we have obviously that great Thursday slate of games, three games, but then like the weekend's kind of Meh. And I mean, Friday, like no one Black Friday shops. You're just kind of sitting at home doing nothing. So, yeah, I, I'm here for it. I think it'll be a good one. Oh, yeah. What about you? 2 p.m. Central kick. Nothing screams the ability to go through and have the middle of my day on Black Friday made like a 2 p.m. kick between a brand new QB Dolphin or QB Jets and the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, at the very least, we might see the greatest show on turf destroy this t- very 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 good defense yeah it'll definitely you know what kind of Tua slash dolphins are we going to get it might be a fun battle but ah that jets offense that's that's not pretty <laughs> yeah. yeah all right brother let's get it started in here yeah we got a lot of stuff to cover i mean we've been off for a couple weeks but we haven't forgotten about you uh everyone our six listeners uh so we're going to recap some trades uh we're recording this Monday night during the Chiefs Eagles games. Uh it's right now halftime or just maybe starting the third quarter. Just and off on the Manning cast. Okay. And then right now it looks like the only thing that's at stake is Sam right now is trailing by 20 points for a top six finish. Um for the extent of this podcast, we're gonna assume Sam gets those twenty points. Uh, so I apologize in advance, Sam, if this is the reverse jinx that causes you to mess up. Uh, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, and then we'll go through kind of the playoffs and how things are sitting through eleven weeks. Just three weeks to go. Uh, the playoffs are in sight, uh, but there's still a lot at stake in the regular season for jacking positions. And then, of course, we'll finish up with matchup previews and how things are looking in week twelve. Uh, sound good, Dan? Yeah, deep down, I didn't realize that I'm sitting in sixth right now for that extra point. Yeah, right now, I mean, that would be a huge... One, two, um, three, four, five. Oh, shit, I am in sixth. You are in sixth. Uh, right now, Kevin's at 109, you're at 102. And Wait, one, two, three. No, you're not in sixth. I'm not? I'm not? Oh, no, you're at one, two, three, four, five, six... Yeah, no, fuck. All right. Never mind. All right. It it was an A for effort. At this point in time, I want DeAndre Swift to get all the points because I have him in a guillotine league, and I just need to make sure I'm good. Okay. Well, let's go Swift. Swift and Kelsey. Um, All right. Well, Dan, let's go back. We have a couple trades to recap. Nothing. I don't think we have any blockbusters, but nonetheless, let's let's go through them. Uh, The first one we have involved, uh, this was... Again, almost three weeks ago. So a lot of these trades, it's kind of hard to give too much thought on. 
Uh, but Jerry and Steve got together on a deal. And in this one, Jerry received Jaron Hall, who uh, is a quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. At the time, he was going to be a spot starter uh, for Dobbs because they did trade for him at this point. Uh, and when in return, Steve receives a 2025 fourth-round draft pick that is Jerry's and $1 in fab. Dan, any substantial thoughts on this deal? I mean, Jerry needed a quarterback. Got a quarterback for cheap. Like you said, it was a one-week flyer. You feel bad for the kid. He's out there. He takes, what, eight snaps and then gets fucking domed? Yep. Like, just hate to see it. I um, always like to see the young kids get it. But shout out Josh Dobbs for stepping in and being fucking awesome in that game. Absolutely. The the pastronaut was on fire that game. You gotta love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Jerry, he, I believe he did not have a quarterback. So he, he needed not, some no, sort was... of option. There was no options. Otherwise, he was going to get a big zero. Um, so I respect it. Um, unfortunately, the injury, you know, kind of capped off, you know, no points or minimal points from Jaron. Uh, that stings. But, you know, A for effort for trying. Yep. Uh, moving on, uh, Jerry and myself got together on a deal. Um, I traded Odell Beckham to Jerry for $7 in fab. Um, real quick rundown from my perspective. I was in a roster crunch after a previous trade. Um, didn't really have anyone that I loved to drop for my roster. So I figured I would move someone that I probably wasn't going to start um, just for something. Um, fab is better than nothing. So that was my logic. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on this one? I mean, anytime Jerry can get a, a fringe startable wide receiver for additional depth that seems to be developing a great relationship with Mar Jackson after a couple weeks um, and really getting involved in the offense, found the end zone uh, two of the last three weeks. So, I mean, great for Jerry. You get you get some fab budget back to, to spend, and it's not it's bad. Not, yeah, it has not aged well for me the last three weeks uh, since this deal has been done. But nonetheless, um, I mean, but previous records, zero in Arizona playing 57% of the snap count hadn't broken 10, the other one, two, three, four, five weeks that he played yeah, and everything. And in all fairness, like his snap counts gotten down the last three weeks that he's been off, that he's been traded from you down to 46 and then 33% of offensive snaps. Um, Obviously we did have the shoulder injury, um, which we're dealing with, but I mean, all on occasions point that, you know, if he can get through this week with the chargers, they're on bye week in 13, which is bye week hell, by the way. Yeah, um, yeah, six teams. I'm buying week 13. Some teams are gonna be fucked. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's good to see the resurgence. And I mean, he's always been talented, and it's it's nice to see him continue to be an impact in that offense. Yeah, and you know, obviously it didn't happen at the time, but a couple of weeks later, um, Mark Andrews now out for the season, so he'll definitely be called upon a bit more. So it'll be interesting to see how he finishes up the season. Uh, moving on, Kevin and Stefan got together on a deal. And in this one, Stefan receives Evan Ingram. And in return, Kevin receives Michael Wilson and Jalen Hyatt. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, I So Michael Wilson obviously has been up and down. Um, mm-hmm. He's had one really, really exceptional week. And every other week has been kind of eh to bleh with it. Um, owning any piece of the Giants offense right now. Yeah. With no Daniel Jones, and even with Daniel Jones, it's not really that exciting. You get two rookies for, at the moment, who's tight end nine. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I think Jacksonville goes as Trevor Lawrence goes, and that's a scary piece. But for consistently sure. over 10 points, three weeks under, and two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks over. Um, okay. Hasn't found the end zone yet this year, so we have something to to look forward to. But I don't hate that they're one of the teams contending in the division. Yeah. I think he's going to get usage. For sure. And, I mean, obviously, Stefan made this deal because uh, Dallas Goddard got injured uh, about two weeks ago when this deal happened. So he was definitely pressing for tight end need. Um, for me, I mean, here's my thought process. And you tell me if I'm crazy or not with how I view this. Um, I think, you know, most dynasty trades are just like, you know, 67% of them. They really don't matter. And what I mean by that is like both sides are going to like get what they want. And there's not going to be like a ton of like bare, like craziness that happens. It's, you know, Kevin, or in this case, you know, Stefan's going to get his tight end that works. 
Um, Kevin's going to get some two dart throw players that could maybe develop. And, you know, that's that. Um, you know, then from there, there's a small percentage of trades that just like wildly backfire. You know, they you don't expect the players to develop or you don't expect an injury. And then before you know it, you have like a guy that's just way wildly exceeded um, good or bad uh, the production that you anticipated when you made that trade. Um, and that's like a smaller percentage. And then obviously, like there's just like those, you know, even smaller percentage of trades that are just um like they're like really really bad like they age like you, you traded like a superstar that you know just develops and you weren't even planning for it um anyways i guess what i'm getting at is i don't think like this deal is really gonna matter you know six months from now but if i think like which side has like a blow-up potential like we know who evan ingram is and it's like a fringe top 10 tight end which is fine you know this is what Stephen needs but the two rookie wide receivers that Kevin got, I think have potential to potentially be something. They're probably not. But like Michael Wilson, you know, did basically was inconsistent before Kyler Murray came on. Now Kyler Murray's back and the offense is kind of coming together. I mean, Jalen Hyatt, you mentioned, you know, wasn't great or hasn't been great, but he's a rookie. And who knows? They might have a new quarterback next year. So I don't know, like maybe a year from now, one of these wide receivers is just like, much better like they develop their rookie year and into year two and then they're a way different player so i think like kevin's side has like the potential to really blow up and just wildly exceed the value here um and i think for the cost of evan ingram i'm kind of down to mess around to see if those lotto tickets hit from kevin's side yeah i mean this is a this is a what floor do i have right now and yeah. what's my ceiling potential and ingram gives you yeah. a bigger floor than the other two do but three years from now yeah, the, those two guys could be putting up 15, 20 points a game as they become established with the pace and the speed that the NFL has. Yeah. And even if they don't like it's not the end of the world because Evan Ingram like isn't like you said, he's just a floor guy. And also rookie wide receivers in particular kind of maintain their value pretty well. Um, so Kevin could you know potentially flip these guys, could use them in a bigger piece to maybe fill a more premium position that he might need to address down the line. So Evan Ingram's coming up on 30. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I, I kind of like it a little bit more for Kevin's side, uh, but I get it for Stefan. It's filling the need. Yep. Um, all right. Another deal. Uh, this one involved Armand and myself. In this deal, I received Josh Downs. And in return, Armand received Josh Dobbs, uh, the trade of the Joshes. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on this deal? I mean, Dobbs is showing out, which you like to see. I mean, he stepped into Minnesota and has had, you know, he had, he had an okay week last week. I won't say it was spectacular. I mean, or this week. I mean, yeah. obviously blowing the lead to, to Denver really kind of sucks. Um, mm -hmm. But stepping against the Saints and taking care of business is fucking awesome. So you get Armand gets a guy that he can go out there and say it. It's QB seven right now. I really like this Josh Downs guy and it's tough with their quarterback situation, having to play Gardner Minshew, not seeing what relationship he can build with Anthony Richardson. Yeah. But he's an explosive kid. I mean, between Jalen Hyatt and Michael Wilson, Josh Downs to me is night and day better than those two guys, at least from what we've seen in Definitely. the production of, sure. of this offense. And I really think that Downs is long-term the better play. Dobbs, I think, has done enough to say to NFL teams that he deserves to be one of the 32 guys that's going to start on a team next year. Mm -hmm. um, but, again, it's, it's kind of similar to the last one, but with a little bit less extremi extremities. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like Downs. I think, I think getting Downs is a little bit better than I like getting Dobbs. Yeah, I mean, at the time, you know, I had – or healthy quarterbacks, even after this move. Obviously, Watson's, Watson's out for the year now, but I still got three. So, I mean, Dobbs was just a luxury pick for me. Um, obviously, he's been really good this year, and I'm kind of with you. I think he can kind of follow the Geno Smith um, path and potentially even be a starter next year. But, I mean, I think, you know, even Geno Smith, like, you know, we rewind like four months ago. Um, I I feel like he had a lot of doubters. Not a lot of people expecting him to do well going into this year. And, you know, this year he's been kind of average. So I don't know if Josh Dodds is going to follow that um, track. But um, I feel like this was a good window to get a young player in Josh Downs who I'm kind of with you. I, I do think he has some upside and could potentially uh, be a, a solid piece. So uh, I, I'm okay with this one for my 
my side. Correct me if I'm wrong. Pittman's on a contract year, correct? Um, I think I'm, he might have one more year. But let me... Okay. So I don't know. He's, he's had three years of experience, so he's in year four right now. I don't remember if he had an option pickup, but I'm pretty sure he's in a contract year. And if he's in a contract year and they're seeing the production that can get out of Josh Downs, I mean, Michael Pittman, I think, is, is as we've seen, You're right. better than what we've seen out of Josh Downs. Mm-hmm. But he's supposed to be. He's, he's in his fourth year in the league. He should be this kind of guy. And it'll be interesting to see what his fate with Indianapolis and these Colts is going to be, or if they're just going to start over and say, Josh Downs, while he's you know five inches shorter and 50 pounds lighter, is this going to be the guy we want to build around for for Anthony Richardson? Yeah, it's a fair point, and you're absolutely right. Uh, Michael Pittman will be an unrestricted free agent this offseason. Uh, so is he someone that's going to get franchise tagged or returned or you know go elsewhere? We'll see. But that's definitely a perspective that I didn't think of, so that's something to monitor. Um, go, me. go me. Yeah, go you. You're, we took a few weeks off, and you're just like, Coming back and putting me in my corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Last deal. Uh, this one involved Kevin and Armand. And in this deal, Kevin receives uh, J.K. Dobbins, a 20, two 2024 second uh, round picks. One is Armand's. The other one is mine. And he also receives a 2024 third round pick. That is Nick Ruth's. Uh, and in return, Armand receives James Cook. Dan, what are your thoughts on this one? Um. So obviously this is a guy that is the starting running back. So I have to value that in some regards. And he's a starting running back on a very high powered pass offense that through certain weeks has been kind of lackluster. Um, He's RB 13 on the year. And, you know, Kevin's getting a guy that has had some injury history. That's just no easy way of saying that. For sure. That this is somebody you feel overly confident that I don't know if he can stay healthy. I traded for him in a league before he had the knee injury, and then now we have the Achilles. Um, he's a tough guy to to predict. He's good. He's very talented. Gus Bus has stepped into this offense and taken every touchdown away from Keaton Mitchell, which <laughs> I love, love having that in the league. Um, it's a flyer for, yeah, for Armand yeah. and hoping that, that it goes. And I think Kevin getting Dobbins, which with the big question mark, that's the biggest question mark on here, but – two seconds and a third for a starting running back. That's not a bad, that's not a bad return on, on an investment for Kevin. Yeah. I mean, it all comes down to, you know, I guess how you view James cook, um, you know, Kevin almost two months ago traded a first, um, a late first, obviously in this upcoming draft for James cook. So now turn around flips him for two mid seconds, mid to late third and JK Dobbins. I mean, probably close to this similarish value, maybe a smidge less. Um, I'm not a James Cook guy, but I know he's definitely, you know, like you mentioned, he's in the high-powered offense, um, does have some upside. And, I mean, you know, they fire their offensive coordinator in the first game without him. I mean, he gets almost 20 points against that tough Jets defense. I mean, maybe, you know, we're going to see, you know, James Cook breakout in the second half of the year. I don't know. Um, But... It, this trade seems about right. I don't think any side like crushed it one way or the other. Um, if if Dobbins somehow returns to form, obviously this looks really good for Kevin. But I think you're right to have apprehension at this point, given all the injuries uh, that Duke battling right now. Yeah, I was gonna say shit. Let's make Josh Allen a a play there, and I realize he's QB one. So, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> um, all right. Well, it's been a little bit quiet. You know, the last week and a half. Um, trade deadline is approaching in week 14, so we got a couple more weeks to go. But um, I guess we should maybe switch gears and let's talk about how the playoffs are sitting right now uh, in our league. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll start in the Avengers division, and right now it looks like Sam's going to lose to Nick Ruth, um, but will finish in the top six. So with that in, in mind, Sam's going to have a one-game lead on Nick Ruth. Um, so Sam's going to be 19-3. and three. Uh, Nick Ruth is going to be 18 and four. I'll be in third place at 17 and five. Armand in fourth place at 15 and seven. And Jerry in fifth place at 14 and eight. Um, right off the bat, I mean, wow, all those five teams have like really good yeah, records. No and, 
at least one of those teams is going home, maybe potentially two. Um, more on that later. Um, but I guess let's start with Sam's team. I mean, he's obviously in the playoffs. He's not 100% mathematically clinched a playoff spot, but he's like, it, it's very, 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 very much impossible that he'll miss it. Um, right now, it's the battle for that first seed and getting a bye. Um, how are we feeling about Sam's odds you know, going into these last three weeks of the season? He's obviously had some injuries pop up, but, you know, he's still got a game lead and He's got a whopping lead in the tiebreaker on all teams in the division. He's made it through his out week last week by coming out and being able to survive the Eagles by in week 10. Um, You feel good. I mean, 1800 points before you calculate in what he's scoring today. That's just such a big point lead over, Mm -hmm. you know, where Jerry's sitting at 1300 and Armand's sitting at 1521. Even you at 1456, like, this is yeah, got I, over 200 the, points on every. Yeah, that point that point spread is locked for me. There's I there's not a in three ounce weeks. in my yeah ounce in my bean that says that Sam's got to be worried about somebody catching him in points and record. So you don't think Nick can make up basically two games in three weeks on Sam? You would have I even if Sam falters, and I mean yeah. this is where we're not even knowing who Sam plays each of these weeks. He plays. So I, I have everything mapped out right here. So Sam plays okay. in week Thank 12. You. He plays myself. Week 13, he gets Zane. Week 14, he gets Armand. Um, for I Nick, think he, he makes his own fate there. That's just yeah. the fact that you get to play Zane in that yeah. week and you can make pace against Armand even in week 13. where Because mm-hmm. in week 13, he's got Zane. Yeah. Six teams on by and you get the layup of the teams for the week. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing, like, as we talk about all these teams is to remember the top six, you know, points. Like, you might lose your head-to-head, but, like, points I, I went through and I calculated it out. Um, so far in 11 weeks, assuming Sam prevails to finish in the top six this week, um, the top five teams, these five teams in the um, Avengers division, have missed being in the top six only eight times. So that's out of... What is it? Um, 66 opportunities, you know, 66 points. They've only missed like eight. Well, I guess it's technically 55 points. Um, they've only missed like eight times. And of those like people that have missed, Jerry has missed it four times. Armand has missed it two times. Uh, Nick and myself have missed it one time. And as of today, Sam have missed it zero times. So like, more times than not, all these teams are finishing in the top six and getting a point. So, you know, instead of like look at it at it like there's six points really remaining, it's closer to like three points when you factor in that it's very likely that most of these teams are gonna get a couple, maybe even three points the next three weeks just from finishing in the top six. Exactly. And I mean, then when you talk about the fact that he gets Zane's matchup, there's four. Let's yep. say he loses the other two. Four wins is more than enough to keep him cemented amongst the top spots in that league. Because yeah. when you look at the other teams, they're playing each other. For sure. At least for once. Sure. Yep. And you look at Nick. I mean, Nick does get Zane as well, in fairness, and he gets him week 14. So that could be something to monitor. Um, but you're right. I mean, the schedules are pretty, you know, tough. Um, and But in fairness, it's a tough division. So if you're not playing Zane, you're going to have a tough matchup. Um, and it looks like the next three weeks, um, Armand gets Zane in week 12, Sam gets Zane in week 13, and Ruth gets uh, Zane in week 14. So everyone but Jerry and myself gets, you know, around and, on the... And you, and you hate to see that. Like, for you and Jerry, yeah. that's just a tough Well, we already, ha- we already had our chance, and it's we capitalized true. on it. So yep. it's, you know, the schedule's fair, so there's nothing, you know, with that. I think the interesting thing is going to be we we have three weeks to go, um, so six points, but you know, again, it's three top six points and three head to head points. You know, right now I'm in the third place, you know, spot. Armand's trailing me by two games. Um, right now, Armand probably has the point lead. We'll see how the dust settles with that. Um, it, it'll be close, I think. I, he'll still have the point lead on me, but it'll be within like I think 40-ish points. So could potentially be made up over three weeks. And then Jerry is trailing by three weeks, but definitely trailing both Armand and myself in the points um 
tiebreaker. So, I mean, how are you feeling kind of just on the breakdown, you know, for the three seed, ignoring the potential four seed opportunity? Obviously, I've got the lead, but I mean, Armand, Jerry, are they still in it? Like, what is their kind of path towards realistically making the payoffs? Is it is the third seed a possibility or is it four seed or bust? For, uh, for Jerry, it's four seater bust. That's yeah. that's the only way that this gets in. Jerry doesn't have the, the fact that Jerry doesn't get his Zane week in these last couple weeks, and he's yeah. got to make up games. You hate. Yeah. You hate. Now again, you can have rosters go off. Rosters. We again, like I said, we have week thirteen buy hell still coming up. Yep. With six teams buying, so I haven't looked to see how those pieces work out. But you don't feel confident that Jerry's in a position to to have an aggressive push. Tough yeah. schedule, tough way to go about it. Um, so we basically look down and say, all right, this three seed, is it you or is it Armand? Can you run through both of your schedules for me one more time? Yes. So I have starting in week 12, I play Sam, then I play Nick Ruth, then I play Jerry. Uh, Armand's schedule is Zane, Jerry, and Sam. So we have the same schedule, except I get Ruth and Armand gets Zane. And that's Otherwise a it tough, washes. And that's a tough piece here because you got to make up yeah. points. I think as it sits right now and you're the outside guy looking in just based upon schedule, but that week 13 matchup is going to be everything. Yeah. So Even with two by, or two point. do you have a two point lead? Oh, I guess with today. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's close to a toss up. It, it really yeah, is. It is a big schedule 50, is 50 if it's just playing out on, on that third spot getting in. Yeah. And then obviously, if we switch to potential fourth space, a fourth playoff team, um, obviously that means having the point tiebreaker, um, which if it right now Adam would be in first place in the division on the Justice League, and every team in the in the Avengers will have more points than Adam. It is not going to be remotely close. Um, Jerry, Armand, myself, Nick, and obviously Sam all are ahead of him. Um, Jerry's the closest in the sense that it'll probably be under, um, you know, maybe. Yeah, mathing. Yeah. It's mathing. it's still going to be it's going to be over a hundred points. So it's it's really hard to see the points being made up if Adam finishes. Um, so then we look at the you have to have a better record, uh, not just the same record, a better record. So right now all five teams have it, but you look at it like Jerry has no wiggle room he has the lead but he has no wiggle room to play with Armand has a one game wiggle room and then my team has three game wiggle room um nick has five games and sam has um or excuse me nick has four games and sam has five games so i mean obviously if something fluky happens like sam and nick it's it's hard to see adam making that up but even if you get down to my team like three games like we kind of went through like the math for the top six teams. Like it's kind of tough to see my team following out of the fourth playoffs spot. Is that am I crazy or am I being biased? Um, no, I don't think you're being biased at all. I think that's a, that's a straight reality with the inability to have that many points made up over three weeks. I mean, you got to lay an egg and Adam's got to be basically through all of his buys with no issues making up points in the weeks that matter. Yeah, because if you look at it, like, let's pretend I go three and three. Or let's pretend I go two and four Yeah, the next three weeks. That would put me at 21, or excuse me, at 19 and nine. That means Adams has to go six and oh to tie me. Six and, and, oh. make, and make up that many points. Well, he doesn't have to make up the points. If he ties me, that defeats the tiebreaker oh that's true you're right my apologies. so he is but he has to go six and oh and now let's talk about adam's matchup he yep. gets steve chris and stefan you know steve and chris that's going to be layoffs stefan that could be a very 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 interesting matchup but also the top six stuff and we've seen adam's team be good and we've seen adam's team be poor um so that's just i i i feel like it's pretty it's not impossible, but it's tough to imagine Adam passing my team or even tying my team uh, in the next three weeks. I would agree. Unless my team strokes. Armand is where it gets interesting. Uh, a one-game lead, um, but again, he's got a little bit of a soft schedule with the Zane game. Um, can Armand kind of maintain this, you know, over the next three weeks, or how are we feeling about this? I mean, he's in the he's in the driver's seat to do it. 
It's mm-hmm. taking care of business, winning the matchups that you need to. Um, obviously, getting beat this week isn't exactly great, but you go one and one. So you continue to at least acquire games. But I think Armand is safely sitting in this spot. I, I He's going to go 2-0. and Jerry's going to go 2-0. So Jerry's still only two games back. Um, but the schedule Armand has in, it's easier for him to go three and three than it yeah. will be for Jerry to go five and one. How many games do you think Adam wins? Uh, the next three weeks, you know, six points up for grabs. He's got Steve. He's got Chris. He's got Stefan. How many points do you think he gets? I mean, conservatively. Yeah. I would say three and three is the like. The the baseline where I think he looks at he scores at least one time in the top six mm-hmm. beats the two guys to go three and three he gets double smoked by Stefan or he has a really really bad situation in week 13 with buys and squeaks by his matchup and just doesn't put up the points so I'm gonna say three and three is the low line baseline for that but realistically what are you expecting uh four and two four and two so that would put him at 17 and 11. Uh, can I, that, then that means if Armand goes three and three, he's in the playoffs. Yep. Can Jer make up, you know, a three and three? Can Jer go five and one? What is Jer's ceiling with his tough schedule? Uh, playing Nick next week, then Armand, and then finishing up against myself. Can, does Jerry have a five and one run in him? It would, it would have to be a five and one run. Do you think it absolutely would it? have to be. I, everybody's got full rosters starting next week yep. full rosters for everybody. I would continue to want to look at what week 13 brings mm-hmm. and who these guys have off. I mean, obviously not doing it just for fumbling time's sake, but yep. that's going to be the most important matchup for Jerry. That has to be a two point week for Jerry has to be going two and in week 13 has to be the biggest piece for Jerry to be completely confident that he can go he gets his full slate in week 12 he has to go 2-0 there and if he can get out of the week 13 at 4-0 going 1-1 in the last week against you is a sincere strong possibility that he can do this all right let's switch over to the uh justice league division right now adam would be in first at 13 and 9 stefan would be in second at 12 and 10 dan you'd be in third at 11 11 and Kevin would be in fourth at tw- uh, 10 and 12. Um, I mean, right now, if we, there's just two teams. It's Adam and Stefan. I mean, do we feel confident that – I'm not saying that just two teams are going to make the playoffs, but do we feel confident that the playoff ordering 1-2 is going to be Adam and then Stefan? I mean, I'm hoping I can be competitive. I'm hoping that yeah. I can make up some – I mean, it's, we're talking about this is, a, this is a week where I think I'm in the top six or I'm not in the top six. Mm-hmm. And again, full slate with everybody next week. And then the important piece in week 13, the the mini matchups in, in week 14. And I mean, you'd have to tell me the schedule for, for the three of us about remaining opponents. Sure. So Stefan gets, so obviously a real big matchup, real important matchup. You and Stefan squaring off this week 12. Uh, that's, that's pretty big. Uh, Stefan then in week 13 gets Kevin and then he finishes up against Adam um, so that's, you know, a little bit tough. Uh, tough Dan, you, yep. You get Stefan obviously this week and that's, that's huge. I mean, this, yep. you know, we'll talk more about it later, but that might be the matchup that decides the two seed, uh, week 13 though, you get Steve, you get to your, your cupcake, you know, what you should expect to, you know, take care of. And then week 14, you know, it's, it's only fitting. You get your arch nemesis, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, good old Kevin to potentially keep you in and out of the playoffs. Uh, and Kevin, uh, he's got Chris in week 12. He's got Stefan in week 13. And then, of course, he finishes up with you in week 14. Um, I mean, all the schedules seem about fair. I mean, Adam obviously has the more the most favorable one uh, looking at all four of these teams. But I'd say you're probably number two just because you're fortunate enough to play Steve over the next three weeks at least once. Yeah, no buys in week 12 is going to be truly what Stefan has to offer against me. And it's yeah. going to be how well do our players execute against the teams that they're playing. We have three teams that are on short weeks with mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. We yep. have the Jets and the Dolphins on a shorter week 
playing on Friday, yep. uh, midday, and then we have our slated game Sunday. And who's the Monday night game that week? Because that's going to be the fun one. I'm literally scrambling to pull it up right now. It is going to be the Bears and the Vikings. Ooh, the return of maybe Justin Jefferson. Yep, which we could see a Jay Jetta come back. I mean, uh, Stefan's got Jordan Addison that's going to play in that game. Um, so he's probably going to have the last say in the matchup. Mattinson ain't going to get the start for you? Uh, we'll see, depending on what my roster might okay. uh, might play with here. Um, I got no buys, which means that it's going to be... You got a lot of options. I do have a lot of options. And he... What did he put up this week? Seven points, which isn't great. Wait, it's yeah. the Bears. <laughs> yeah, again, it is the Bears. Um Running backs show up. I had a down week with Boyd, which isn't great. Not having, I mean, my quarterback situation is a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. With it, it's it's going to be very, very interesting to see kind of what what matchups we have in that week. And you're right. Next week is going to be truly the, is it me? Is it Stefan? And with the fact that I do get a layup in Steve, if I can go four and two, mm-hmm. I think I am a lot to be either the one or two seed. It's going to be hard to make up all the stuff to get to one, but I'll at least have an opportunity to try and upset fucking Ruth in the playoffs. Yeah. And when we look at the tiebreaker, you and Adam are definitely neck and neck versus that. So that's definitely could be made up potentially um, in the, you know, situation that it's needed. Uh, but Stefan is running away with the division for points. Um, if, you know, Stefan is tied with anyone. He's going to win that tiebreaker. It's very difficult to see that made up. So I guess, you know, you, you mentioned four and two. Is it safe to say it's a must win week? Uh, oh, yeah. It ha- so Stefan at least has to. Stefan's got to finish in the top six. I don't think Stefan gives a shit if he beats me or not. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't fi- if he doesn't beat me, we split and we draw. And obviously he maintains the one game up yep. on me. I'm going to at least get one more win out of my, my matchups. So I think it is a Stefan has to go two and zero against me. If we okay. go one and one, it gets a little bit more interesting with the layup I have against Steve. And then the, the nemesis matchup against what I'm going to get out of week 14 with Kevin. We've obviously talked about Kevin's team. I mean, he's still, you know, he, Kevin's been up and down hot and cold, you know, win now moves, you know, sell for the future moves, um, but he's still in the thick of it. Does Kevin have any chance for the playoffs, or is this just a dog and pony show at this point? So Kevin's last three weeks are what again? Remind me, please. Plays Chris in week 12, Stefan in week 13, and then finishes up against you in week 14. So the Chris is the easy one for him. Mm-hmm. This is there, but going against Stefan in week 13 with six teams on buys, it, this is all going to be about ideally being able to set your lineup. And yep. if either of these guys have huge buy implications, mm-hmm. they both could go one could go one and one. The other goes zero oh and two. And if Stefan's on the zero oh and two end to that, and Kevy goes one and one or two and zero, oh, this is a gateway that could put Stefan back in there or could put Kevin back in there. And then the matchup in week fourteen against me really means something to Kevin. And that gets. If there's a lot of I need this, what ifs, and and habbies for a lot of these teams you're talking about. Yep. But welcome to fucking any given Sunday, dude. Ain't that the truth? Um, we truly don't know. I mean, this is going to be. We really don't. It's it's razor thin across the board. I mean, we still, you know, I I feel like it's slightly above fifty fifty that a fourth team makes the playoffs, but even that's still kind of up in the air. Um, but yeah, it's so much at stake. Um, it's it's just crazy, you know. Three weeks to go. I mean, we'll obviously get more and more clarity as these last few weeks take away. But um, just a lot to play for, you know. Nine teams in the league, you know, battling it out theoretically. So that's kind of exciting. I mean, um, my question for you is here: It's like when we look yeah. at this and we look yeah. at how this league is developed. Did you ever think there would be a situation where we? would find ourselves in this when we initially started it. I mean, I mean, it's, 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 it's a, it's a super wide ended question, but I'm just yeah. curious if like there was any thought in your mind, like we have to consider these 
I mean, we played through COVID rules. And now we're at the mm-hmm. point in time where we have to worry about competitive integrity at the current moment with teams wanting to rebuild and teams that are acquiring talent on opposite sides of divisions that, I mean, when we came out, we were like, Hey, like, I don't think there's ever a sport in time where we need to change divisions, realign the league. I don't think we're still to that point, but mm-hmm. just, just run me through your thoughts about how you think this is all developed, progressed and what you see the next two to three years of this league looking like. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm definitely surprised that the Avengers division played out like this. I feel like on paper, it's it looked like this is how this scenario was going to play out back in August. But I was just surprised that, like, no one called the bluff and, you know, maybe decided to punt. You know, everyone kind of doubled down and competed for this year. And I think that's, you know, cool. Um, you know, we'll talk more about divisions in the future and just playoffs implications. But... You know, it's it's kind of I think shitty um, limiting playoff spots and you know kind of like putting teams on timetables on where they're competing and you know either giving just handing teams playoff spots you know if they're not ready to compete or taking away playoff spots just because we're arbitrarily going to only allow a few teams from one division to make it. Um, so I'm definitely surprised that this year has played out how it has with you know nine teams you know still alive you know going into week 12 um and all you know and it's not like you know obviously the justice league we're seeing some poorer play um but you know adam stefan i mean your team i mean kevin's team has kind of like pivoted more towards rebuilding um but like even those you know four teams have been very competitive um but i I mean my biggest takeaway and just surprise is just how dominant the you know, Avengers division has been, it, it is truly going to be a shame that one of those teams has, at least one of those teams has to miss the playoffs. Um, and, you know, again, we're going to talk about it a lot this off season. And, you know, sometimes in sports, it just takes one result to kind of spur change. But I mean, it, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but it is going to leave a sour taste in my mind if, when one of those teams misses the playoffs, just with how the other division looks. And, and I know divisions ebb and flow, and I get that. But also, you know, it, it shouldn't ebb and flow because we say two teams should be punting in each division, two teams should be contending in each division, and two teams should be meh, like either going in one of the other directions or not. It should be because the teams are just ready to do it, and teams can kind of rebuild and go for it at their own rate. Um, and... You know, I, I know it's going to be a very polarizing topic um, and people probably have an idea on where I'm standing, but, you know, that's just how I feel. Yeah, I mean, it's the the interesting pieces of teams that buy and teams that sell and how they get talent and don't get talent and move pieces and players to get picks and opportunities. And I mean, we're talking maybe two years from now, Steve is the best team in the fucking league. Like yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's a serious possibility that, that could pan out with if he drafts well, but you hate making changes on a what if. Yeah, All right, definitely. So, so this just came across 15 minutes ago from Sheffer, and I really want to get your hot taking opinion. Okay. Starting in week 12 and for the rest of the season, Monday night football will have flex scheduling for the first time ever. Yeah. Okay. So would you flex these games out of Monday night football? Sarah. Week 12, Bears Vikings. Um yes. <laughs> All right. So so you would flex. I, and I'm curious how the flex works if it's like you play Sunday night now and we move the Sunday night game to Monday night to give that team an extra little bit. Like I'd be curious how this all works, but all right, week 13, Bengals, Jaguars. Get that out of there without Joe Burrow. Okay. Week 14 is a two for here. Titans at the Dolphins. I'm fine keeping that, I guess. Okay. Game number two is Packers at the Giants. Get that out of here. Oh, that's that's a dumpster fire right there. That is right. Motumbo swapping to the, like, the stands. No, no, no. Not today. Week 15, Chiefs at the New England Patriots. I mean, it's tough because it's the Patriots suck, but it's Kansas City. Um, I, 
I would say get that out of there. I mean, like it's the Patriots have like nothing going for them. At least like the Tennessee Titans, like they have like Will Levis, and you can kind of like squint and be like, oh, this is exciting. But like, is anyone getting excited for McCorkle Jones and Bill Belichick on the sidelines at this point? Probably not. not. But Caleb Williams going there would be really interesting. Anyways, um, Week 16, Ravens Niners. Oh, you got to keep that bad boy. And then I think this is the easiest keep in the entire face of the planet. Week 17, Lions at Cowboys. Got to keep that bad boy for sure. So, so 12, 13, one game and 14 in week 15 could be, could be flexed. I don't know what flexing a Monday night football game looks like, yeah. but 15 minutes ago that Schefter came out with that, that said, this is what we have forward to look to forward to. So I just wanted your, your quick little hot take there. I, I don't three, think they're going to minute. I don't think they're going to flex bears Vikings though. It's a, it's a real short notice to do it. Yeah. And, and also just like the bears, you know, Mark or the Chicago market, you know, Vikings, you know, have been good. They've got the the Dobbs storyline, Justin Jefferson returning. Like, I think Bears Vikings are going to stay, but like, just as a fan of Bears and what they probably do on Monday night, um, no, I don't want to. Okay, that. so let me let me let me question this then. Okay. If so, looking at the matchups here, if you could flex the Bills at the Eagles to Monday night, would you? Yeah, obviously, for sure. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, I would flex that one for sure. Jaguars, Texans. I was just going to say Jaguars, Texans. Like, that is a super fun game. I would, that would, I would actually flex that one, I think, over Bill's Eagles just because of the the angle that you're, I want to get CJ Stroud in primetime. And I mean, CJ Stroud, I mean, we're, we are going to do a redraft of the rookies, you know, 2023 class. But like, spoiler alert, C.J. Stroud is like the best Easy player one in this one. draft. Easy yeah, one he, one. he's been phenomenal. And if I'm like the NFL, I want C.J. Stroud on as many primetime games as I can get. So this that would be my flex for this week for sure. I would agree. So would you move? Would you move Sunday night to Monday and then move that game to Sunday night so that you don't mess with too many preparations, or would you straight up just move that to Monday night and make that the the key? matchup to finish the week i i mean i don't know the i don't know what the rule is but i don't think you can move it to sunday night because then you just have two games sunday night or you would move sunday night to monday night so it would be ravens chargers monday night instead of sunday night no i i I think it would be just a straight flex and saying hey yeah Yeah, i think it's got to be a straight flex like that would be not fun yeah so otherwise you just be you would just be pissed off sunday night Oh, 100%. You know, if it's a bad matchup. Well, no, I'm saying, like, either way, you would like you would move the the Texans game, either Sunday night or to Monday night. Like, oh, you put the Bears-Vikings you can flex in. both of them. Yep, you can flex both of them. Gotcha. So yeah. I think it's, like, we'll see, it, we'll see if it happens. But I think the NFL for ratings, especially in primetime, like we're watching right now, mm-hmm. I don't hate it, personally. If I'm a player on those teams, I fucking am absolutely going to be pissed off if i'm getting a one less day of rest when i had it forecasted for an extra day oh for sure that's why like i can't imagine unless like they announce it like they've already announced it to the teams and like it'll be public tomorrow i can't imagine week 12 is getting flexed unfortunately it would it would have to be tomorrow at the very least yeah um but all right we've devoted way too much time for this um let's oh, you hate my hate on my tangents all right let's no, no no i i don't hate on it i i don't know i don't know if people like hearing our tangents so you know oh, if you don't fucking stop. eat shit and stop listening the whole six of you can figure it out you've been around this long you're used to it enjoy it that's fair um real quick though we talked about playoffs a lot gun to your head three weeks ago how do the playoffs shake out in both divisions what combination is it four teams? Is it two teams? What are the teams? Is it three and three? How do you see things shaking out? It's four and two. Okay. It's four and two. Jerry's on the outs. Armand, you, Nick Ruth, and Sam are all in. Sam t- continues to keep the number one spot and gets to buy. Okay. Justice League. Yep. It's tough. I just do it. I think Adam gets to buy and I take the second spot. Okay. The fighting Daniels. 
I, I'm going to go down on myself. Like you, you live and eat and breathe by how you feel with it. Allen Iverson thinks Allen Iverson can think he's the best player in the NBA. Michael Jordan mm-hmm. still plays in the same league, but I respect the fact that you have to go through and say that I'm the best because you do need to do that. So I'm going to say, I'm going to make it in there. All right. I respect it. Um, I don't have you making the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of figured as much. I'm going to stick with stuff. And I mean, I think, you know, unless you got a trade or, you know, an angle that I'm not seeing, um, I just think Stefan has a little bit more um, in the tank than you do. But with that said, it, I really do think it's going to come down to this week 12. So if you pull off the win against Stefan this week, I think that does put you in the driver's seat um, and I would give you the edge. Um, but I, I, spoiler alert, I expect Stefan to prevail this week. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you can boil your playoffs down to just one matchup that you kind of control the outcome, you know, you really can't ask for more. This week is everything, and teams on short weeks and what we're going to see coming in is going to be big. And where our shares fall for that, I think, helps dictate that matchup. Agreed. All right, let's talk about those Week 12 matchups then, shall we? Let's do it. Um, we've got three kind of cupcake games, then we've got three tougher games. Uh, we'll start with the cupcakes. Adam is taking on Steve this week. Um any reason to talk about this for longer than 30 seconds? No, he's got Mahomes, he's got Eckler, he's got Diggs. I don't think we see Jefferson. I think I think Jefferson is out this week. They have the bye in week 13, and we see Jefferson back full time in week 14. I, it, it, for me, do you do? Is there any reason that Justin Jefferson has to play this week? I think he has to be activated. No, he can. But he, he can. He can still milk it. Okay, then then you you are right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They have until twenty it's November twenty ninth. Yep. So, yeah, with the buy upcoming and you know going up against the Bears, why do you need to push him? Correct. I think that's a fair point. Yep. I even with Adam without having JJ. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's Adam. All right. Um, Armand is taking on Zane this week again. Is there any reason to talk longer than thirty seconds on this matchup? No, I mean, shout out Jared Goff for coming back and beating a shitty Bears defense. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really concerning as a Bears fan to have Jared Goff play the worst game of his 2023 season and still be able to beat the Chicago Bears. Fucking brutal. It's not great. All right, moving on. This one, I mean, we've seen Chris's team be spicy, but uh, Kevin taking on Chris this week. Um, if Kevin has any desire of making the playoffs, this is a must win. How are you feeling about this one? Um, I think there's some interesting pieces that are just going to be kind of sneaky good. I mean, Stroud against Jacksonville could be very intriguing. Jamar Chase does have Pittsburgh. Um, Flowers has a gettable Chargers defense. McBride's been spectacular. And Bryce Young has Tennessee. But I think when we look at the other side, I mean, what do we see out of Puka? Jake Ferguson's been great. DJ Moore, Kevin lives and breathes his weeks by how well Howell and DJ Moore play. Um. Obviously, this is a interesting matchup against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Kevin's bench doesn't have any, doesn't have many pivot options for a full week. He's got Gabe Davis that he can run in there if he so chooses. But I like I just Maybe think it's Brandon Cooks. Yeah, yeah, Brandon Cooks is another one. I think this is just too simple for Kevin. I think Kevin just it, it, tough matchup for Howell. Tough matchup against Dallas, but I like Kevin. Yeah, I mean Kevin's got the. Uh the boomer bus players. And it's funny. He's got Shakir and now over Gabriel Davis, which means Shakir is going to put up the, the squad douche and Gabriel Davis is going to go for 30 this week. Yep. Um, I lean Kevin as well. I, I'm with you. I think he's got a bit more balanced roster um, for Chris, you know, <coughs> Jamar chase without Joe Burrow isn't great. I mean, CJ Stroud has been spectacular, but the running backs are just kind of the, the big black hole on this team. So I'll go with, Chris. I'll go with Kevin as well. Cool. All right, we start get to you know the more interesting games, and all these games have severe playoff implications in them. First one we're going to talk about is uh, Jerry taking on Nick Ruth. Um, obviously, you know Nick's you know the better team. He has a better record. He's got more points. You know he's projected to score more. Um, but Jerry's got his back up against the wall. He really is the one team that 
cannot afford to give away points these next six weeks or these next six three weeks. Um, how you feeling about this matchup, Ken? It's tough. I mean, obviously he's got Brock Purdy coming in San Francisco and going to Seattle on a short week, so that's the Thursday game. He's got Brian Robinson, I really, really don't like in in that rushing offense. St. Brown against Green Bay is super gettable. I really, really like that St. Brown, had, even on the short week, has that matchup. Um, Fields has Monday night against, against Minnesota. But Herbert's Keenan Allen are going up against Buffalo. Or, no, I'm sorry, Baltimore. Baltimore. Tough sled. Um, that defense has been gettable, but it's been feisty at times. Garrett Wilson has the interesting matchup Friday night. Is Xavier Woods, is he – or? Yeah, that's the right name, right? The Dolphins CB. Jalen Ramsey? No. David Xavier something. I don't remember if he's a one side of the field guy or if he shadows. But anyways, um, the big piece here is Kelsey has the Raiders. And I think that easily can seal. Xavier Howard, thank you. I think that easily seals this deal for, for Nick. Thielen's been a go-to target for for the young rookie and pivot options on Nick's roster. He still has Kenneth Walker, who is going to be doubtful. I don't think he's going to play. Cooper Cups, another injury is really, really tough. So Nick's got his back with options right now. Um, I just don't like that Jerry's got some matchups there tonight that are unfavorable to specific teams. So I'm going to take Nick Ruth. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to come down to the quarterbacks for this one. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had his best game of the year. Uh, Justin Herbert, you know, has a you know has been good all year, but a tough matchup against Baltimore. And then you know, Purdy against Seattle Thursday night, Fields against Minnesota Monday. Um, who kind of gets that advantage? You know, we Purdy and Fields can definitely go off, and I think Jerry needs to see that, but. It's 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 just it's just hard to see. It's hard to see them doing is. that. And, you know, I I think you know, I think Jerry needs to get like fifty points from both those two guys, um, whereas Nick just needs probably like thirty five points from his two quarterbacks. Um, so I'm going with Nick Ruth, but you know, Jerry's team, you know, is twelve or going to be fourteen and eight for a reason. You know, he's a good team. Um, and wouldn't be out of the realm of, you know possibilities for him to prevail this week but oh yeah you and i could easily call this matchup wrong 100 percent, big time um all right let's switch up to how about the battle of the brothers i'm taking on sam this week how are we feeling about this one dan i i mean philly's got buffalo they're at home so you feel better about that but they still have buffalo um cmc on a short week cd has a questionable tag on him really or what ankle interesting cd's been unreal yeah, he's been, he's been on unreal. fire. I you hate that you're starting Desmond Ritter, but Gino's got a questionable tag. I think he is yeah. leaning as a no-go for Thursday night, which means that is the Drew Locke show, as I've called it many a times here. Um, Amari Cooper, I feel like, is almost unstartable with his quarterback situation. Um, Demario Douglas maybe has some starting power over Desmond Ritter. And yes, I'm saying that's a big question mark. They do have the, the the Saints, but the Saints can get to the quarterback. Looking at the flip side here, Lamar, Sunday night, Kyler against the gettable Rams, really down week for Laporta, which you hate seeing. Um, he did come back with eight points, but you love seeing him be able to get to, to that Chicago defense. Mm-hmm. Pollard and Gibbs, Iok I- has really turned my head this year play I, use, I think he's overshining Debo personally what do you think about that yeah I mean I think him and Purdy definitely have a connection and it seems like ever since CMC has come in it's kind of faded away the you know the jack of all trades that made Debo so special so I think it's there's definitely been you know more Ioc this year which I'm I'm here for um great to see Ridley bounce back for you coming yeah. back putting up 30 points when he's been non-existent for many weeks it's a, I mean, it says it's a 21-point difference. That's really hard to believe in my eyes. I'm going to take Sam, but I don't feel confident saying it, simply because when you look at 21 points and you go, oh, shit, that's a lot. But It is. 
it, yeah, I mean, well, Sam's just got those. His entire lineup is elite players. Yeah, you know, his his worst no starter buys. is like, I mean, obviously Ritter, but after that, his worst starter is like DeAndre Swift. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to bet against Sam's team. I mean, I think you're right. The Eagles against Buffalo, and Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo kind of, you know, it's kind of a must win for them. Um, and going up against the Eagles, who will see how this game finishes. It might be coming off against a loss against the Chiefs. So that that will be a very, very, very huge game. Um, and, you know, I'm going to be rooting for the Bills because if not, I think Sam's going to prevail this week. So I'm going with Sam. Um, hopefully I can finish in the top six. That's my only my only goal this week. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not a bad way to go about it. And I mean, here's hoping that you can get it done. Mm-hmm. All right, we move on to our match for the week. And, you know, this one feels like kind of a must win. Uh, Dan, you're taking on Stefan this week. You know, as of what we're projecting the standings to be, Stefan's going to be 12 and 10. You're going to be 11 and 11, um, but trailing him in the points tiebreaker. So, you know, with only three games to go, this one feels like a must win. Um, obviously, you're going to pick yourself, but how are you feeling about this matchup and what you're dealing with? I mean, this really comes down to Josh Allen has to ball out against the fucking Philadelphia Eagles. He has to. Gus Bus is stealing goal line carries, which I love. Brees Hall's getting his good work in. T Hop has continued to be okay with Will Levis. So you hope he continues to get the volume share. No T. Higgins is helping Tyler Boyd, which is great up until last week. Pittman's back off the bye. When I look at the Mac Jones situation is still up in the air. Mac Jones is a, is mm-hmm. gotta be a start for me over Wandale Robinson, given the yeah. opportunity, especially against the Giants. That has to be a gettable game. Gibson, I'm out on. Josh Kelly is not my answer or savior. Um, Michael Gallup has been an enigma. No, I mean your bench options. It's it's Mac Jones or it's maybe two two Atwell, depending on the Cooper yep. Cup news. Those are really the only realistic options. Um, yeah, I mean, the Lockett questionable piece has been there. Zach Charbonnet for Stefan has been pretty, pretty good. He's really come on over the last week, little, little bit. And obviously, Kenneth Walker not forecasting to play is going to be a huge uptick in how Charbonnet is going to be used. But it's the Niners defense, so you don't feel good. No. Nico Collins is really balled out with, with C.J. Stroud, so you like that. Um Godwin, he's got the Godwin Mayfield stack, but that hasn't really been super stackable. Like, it's there's a lot of questions in this matchup. They're not flashy questions. We're talking about the matchup of the week is two of the we're not going to score the top six um, points, but oh, this is a tough, tough sled. Yeah, I mean. I'm leaning Stefan. You know, I think for your team, it's I, Mac Jones. You know, it, it's Mac Jones. If Mac Jones is going to determine how this matchup goes. Um, and he's got, you know, the best matchup, but we don't even know if he's starting. Like they're being no, coy about it. it no. You know, there's a chance he's going to be benched, you know, and if he's not benched, is he going to be on a short leash? If he has like, you know, one fuck up, is he going to get pulled or are they going to do some like, weird wildcat or plays like i don't know um but i i almost think you have to start mac jones if he goes just because it's a good matchup and if if mac jones is ever going to be a starting quarterback in the nfl like it's he's got to crush this matchup and you hate that ramondre stevenson is on the other side of the matchup yeah no you don't get any benefits with that no it's it's tough i'm going to take myself out of out of sheer pure i have to take care of business but I, you don't feel good about what's going to happen here. You don't. I mean, I think the one we didn't really talk about it, but um, what are your thoughts on Jaden Reed, Packers wide receiver for Stefan? I feel like he's got to get in the lineup. He's been, I mean, it, Jordan Love has been a QB you can't really truly like. Mm-hmm. trust he, he's qb3 when we were talking about real early on and he's fallen to qb11 and we talked about which guy did we feel like was going to fall out and really not have the ability to be there 
but he's really proven that he can take the top off the defense a little bit. He can run the shorter routes. He's reliable on bringing the ball down when it's put in his general vicinity. If Christian Watson hasn't been the answer, I think Romeo Dobbs is still the top target there. I think Luke Musgraves is getting his piece, but it's hard to ignore Jaden Reed. I think I would start him over Jordan Addison, regardless of if Jefferson plays or not. Um, and I think that's the only real debate for Stefan's team. Um, but yeah, I'm taking Stefan. I think he'll prevail, but this is, you know, it's just as a, you know, important matchup for your team because, or for Stefan's team as is your team, because if we get into a scenario where only two teams make the playoffs, like that's just a lot of like drama that's added for you and Stefan, like the rest of the year and obviously Adam's team. So, uh, there's so much going on. It's hard to keep track of all the drama in this, you know, league and how things are looking. All sorts of crazy. I mean, the Eagles just took the lean on the Chiefs right now. Ooh, who scored? Uh, Jalen Hurts had a one-yard touch push. Well, there you go. I think that probably gave Sam the what he needed to finish in the top. Oh, yeah. Sam is 100% in the top 12. Yeah, or top 6. 10-yard ten yard rushing yard touchdown, too. So, yeah. that really helps. So, 12 points off the ground right there. Really hopes. At least I assume it was a touch, but it was a one yard run according to ESPN, which okay. everything to me says Jason Kelsey got 500 pounds or sorry, not 1500 pounds of NFL football players stacked on top of him. How do you think he feels on the bottom of that pile? Like, this is how we'll sign off. Like, if you're Jason Kelsey and you're snapping the ball and all you're doing is basically falling down and taking up somebody's ankles, like, that's got to be the worst feeling in the world. What if he's just like screaming at like the top of his lungs that whole time? <laughs> that would like be super funny. Ridiculous. I don't know. Um, uh, like, where's the movie quote reference that he needs to be screaming out? He's just that, like, oh, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be funny as fuck. It's good to be back. Apologize or apologies for the. The hiatus, but, you know, everyone have a happy and safe Thanksgiving and good luck in week 12. Except for you, Sam, even though I'll see you during Thanksgiving, I hope you lose. Bye.